I just got off of a FaceTime with um, a cousin of mine um, who's currently in Mexico. Um, and it was... It was too brief of a conversation, but the the Wi-Fi was acting finicky, so um, we let the the Wi-Fi gods be. Um, but during our too short conversation, we talked about how it feels to be grounded in ourselves in another country and the contentment that comes with being so yourself in a place that didn't raise you and you don't come from. Um, and how much power there is in that. We talked about how being in other places, not just to vacation or explore for and a very short and permanent period of time, but um, in her words, really dipping in to a place and being there, um, how that brings out new versions of ourselves or brings out different aspects of ourselves that shut down or get shut down where we're from. And it was really great to, to have that conversation with someone who understands. And she and I have always have amazing, amazing conversations. And I always glean so much insight from speaking with her. Um, and it was just, it was really nice to be able to connect on this other thing um, at the same time while we are both um, in countries that are, are not where we come from. It's really validating because I I do feel like there's so many different parts of myself that have been able to be magnified or come to the surface and just come alive more being out here and where those parts of myself are, are just met in not so loving ways when I'm back in the U.S. It's really, it's such a strange sensation because in my mind, it's just me 
living and existing, like just standing on a corner breathing, feeling like I can breathe. And then back in the States, it just, everything feels tight and it feels like chaos and I don't know, it's weird and and maybe maybe it'll be different when I go back this next time because being far away for so long is actually giving me a chance to solidify this version of myself. And I hope that's true. I hope that's true. Um It just feels so easy to be myself here and to be this more alive version of myself. And I'm really grateful for the opportunity. Um, We also talked about... uh, We talked about so much... um, We talked about our family and the fact that many of our family members are currently in New York celebrating my brother's wedding and we're not there and what that experience is like. Um, And in that conversation, you know, we started talking about uncertainty and I said something along the lines of if if there's anything anything that I've learned from the past couple years is that just because life isn't anything like I imagined it would be it doesn't mean I should stop imagining while I'm living in this way that I I could not have foreseen at all. And she liked that. She liked she liked the sentence just because life is not what I imagine doesn't mean that I should stop imagining. Because there have been times where it just, it's felt pointless to try and even daydream or plan or anything because it just felt like I was on a, or everything in my life was just one domino hitting the next, hitting the next, hitting the next, and then just constantly, no matter what, just falling over and knocking the next one down. And it can be difficult to 
justify imagining anything if it's like, well, nothing, (laughs) nothing matters. Like it's a very slippery slope into nihilism and, and hopelessness. Um, You know, I, I also realized that in order to survive my childhood, I just, I had so much hope for myself, for other people, for this world. And I, I, I recently learned that that was really a coping mechanism to survive a situation that I had zero control over. And by the time the pandemic rolled around and then just like tragedy after tragedy after tragedy just kept happening, like I was hoped out, totally hoped out, but remembering, you know, feeling so hopeful and kind of compare, comparing myself to that that hopefulness and feeling like maybe I failed myself by no longer being able to tap into that especially during trauma and during crisis when, you know, that's when I needed it most in my childhood. But I've been able to tap into it again. Um, so I've had a break. I've just, I've just been able to live, you know, my day to day is not this grand adventure or particularly exciting, you know, it's just me doing a morning routine going about my day, whether it's taking a walk in London fields or going grocery shopping for things to make for lunch and dinner, you know, chatting with my housemates when we bump into each other in the kitchen. Applying for jobs, planning little trips here and there. trying new coffee spots. You know, it's... It's not extraordinary every single moment of every single day. And I think it's just that ordinariness that's allowed me breathing room to imagine again and to daydream again and to 
hope again. Because there's that space to now um, where I'm not distracted by needing to do this, that, and the other thing or I'm not in crisis mode and needing to figure stuff out. You know, being somewhat settled and and being fully present and feeling good in in the present um it really allows me to think about what i want and then be really intentional about that um and not in like a a controlling way like making plans and goals and making things happen but just you know mindful of my needs and also the fact that nothing is guaranteed And trusting that I'll be good no matter what happens. Um, I experienced a lot of disappointment this week and a lot of joy and everything in between. And I was able to be there for myself through all of it. And that, I think, is is the biggest deal of all. Um, It feels like a big deal getting to this place. I still don't know what the fuck's going on or where I'm going to go from here. You know, I have ideas. I have people to do things with, make plans with. Um, But how those things turn out You know, that's, that's something I can't anticipate. I just have got to go through it and with it and see where it takes me. And I'm glad I'm just in a place right now where I'm actually looking forward to it. <laughs>